Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings and welcome to our midweek Wednesday night service. Thank you for making time for the word of the Lord. I want to once again extend this welcome into the season of open doors. I hope and I pray that you have caught this revelation of open doors and you have walked into the season of open doors. I hope you've been enjoying this. So welcome, 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 welcome. If you have not already, please consider um, sharing this broadcast with somebody. I'm excited to bring you God's word one more time. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? I just want to get right into the word. I want to spend as much time as possible um, with the word today to you. So if you are ready, let's let's dive right in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's pray. Let's pray and get right into the word today. Mandere Hushudala Hasane Gadala Dura Hasan the name Madurusatunakata. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This week, please, I'm giving you a prophetic instruction for this week. This week, before the Sunday comes, for the next seven days, the Lord requires us to go a little higher in our prayer mountain. The Lord is asking us to come up a little more because for some of us, the level that we are in, there are toxic gases. I'm talking to you spiritually. I'm talking to you in parables. In the level that you are in right now in your prayer life, in that height, there is a, there are toxic gases that are contaminating your prayer life. You still have access to certain desires of the flesh that are interrupting your prayer time. So the Lord is asking us to come up, to come up, to come up, to, to go a little higher where these toxic gases, where these toxic desires of the flesh can no longer penetrate you, can no longer touch you. So, child of God, this week, let's go higher. Let's go higher. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray you will bless me this evening to bring a word from the Lord to your people. Anoint my tongue, I pray. Anoint my tongue, I pray. Grant me to speak as an oracle of God. Let the words of the Spirit of God flow freely from me to your children. And I pray that this would just not be that we are listening to a word, but we will be transformed by the word. We will be transfigured by the word. Allow us, Lord. Thank you for your patience with us. I ask this in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. 
I'm very excited for this evening because I think Wednesdays God allows us to touch topics. I have noticed this happening um, accidentally. It's not intentional. It's not by design. But Wednesdays, I always get to pick topics that are a little more meaty in its content, um, a little more um, uncommon. So I'm excited for the word. In fact, when I began to put my thoughts together for this evening and I felt I understood the direction the Spirit of the Lord was wanting me to go in, I had to stop myself and think, are, you, are we ready for this God? Like, I'm not so sure. I have briefly talked about this in the past, but uh, I felt the Spirit of God has given me the release to, to talk about this topic. We're still going to stay in the theme of open doors. And I, I want you to know that there is a door where you experience God in higher and different dimensions. We, we start talking about the presence of God. And often in the church, we have limited the Holy Spirit. We have limited the presence of God for, um, for one or two experiences like uh, like, for example, if we got baptized in the Holy Spirit and we spoke in tongues and we think we have reached the pinnacle of our spiritual experience. Okay, child of God, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not your highest experience. It is merely the it, it is merely the admission into the school of the Holy Spirit. It is your entry certificate. It is like, it is your... Um, what do you say? The school passed that you are now a student of this university. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not your highest experience. It is the invitation. It is the first experience you're supposed to have in this vast school of the Spirit. So, so we, we have a habit and we have a tendency of limiting God. We have a tendency of putting... Um, a box around what is possible. I want to continue in the theme of last week where the presence of God is the mega key. The presence of God is the ultimate key. The presence of God is the key that doors cannot resist. It is the key that opens and unlocks many, many, many important doors of destiny, doors of speed, doors of acceleration, doors of victory, doors of intimacy, doors of revelation. They're all unlocked by a person that is carrying the presence of God in their life. So, but somebody is going to say, but, but man of God, don't we all have the presence of God? Are we not all baptized in the Holy Spirit? Don't we all drink from the same fountain? And you are absolutely right. We all have, we all have been baptized in the Holy, same Holy Spirit. We all have uh, baptized into the same Spirit of God. But we do not experience, please, I am weighing my words very carefully. We do not all experience the same measure of his presence. There is a variance, there is a difference in how and how much we experience God. And this is not a sovereign choice of God. This is determined by how we walk with him. I'm going slow. I want to set this, I want to set this foundation right. 
I want to set this foundation right. I want to set this foundation right. For example, when you first got baptized in the Holy Spirit, didn't your body feel different? Didn't you, were, were you not more aware of this presence of God? Was, was there not an intensity to that experience? Then how come a year down the road, yes, you still feel the presence of God. Yes, you, 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 you speak in tongues, but there seems to be a reduction or you feel him little less intensely or you know him or you're aware of him a little more. I won't say, I, won't, I don't want to use the word shallow, but there seems to be a variance. There seems to be a difference. Why? Why is that? And why is it that when you go into a certain service and suddenly there is a heavy presence of God? Child of God, if you are spiritually intelligent, you it is very easy to conclude that we experience this God in variance. There is a measure. There are dimensions of experience to the presence of God. Why is this? I want to, I want to break this down. Why is this? Why is this? Because Thank you. If you go to if you go to uh, if you go to the sea, if you go to the beach and you walk in a few feet. You walk in um, maybe 10 or 15 feet. Maybe you walk in to the waters. You step into the waters maybe till your hip height or your shoulder height or your chest high and you taste the water there. It's going to be salty. Correct? Are you with me? The water is going to be salty. You can still feel the, the, the floor of the sea. You can still walk. But let's imagine you go 100 feet deeper. Or let's say you go a kilometer deeper, or let's even say you go 10 kilometers deeper, you taste the water again, it's still going to be salty. It's still going to taste like the waters that you, you tasted close to the shore. But just because it tastes the same, it doesn't mean you're in the same waters yet. Now, one kilometer from the shore, the sea is going to go a several hundred, in some cases, thousands of feet downstairs. At the shore, you will barely see any fishes. Maybe uh, you'll, you'll see tiny little fishes or once in a while you'll see certain uh, fishes come here and there. But at one kilometer, at 10 kilometers, there are creatures, my God. There are creatures that you would have never seen in your life that exist. There are whales that are the size of a small city. There are sharks that can kill a human with one bite. But you'll never see them at the surface. You'll never see them at the shallow end. You'll never see them where your feet can just walk in, where you can take a little swim. But the water still stays the same. It's still liquid. It's still water. It's still salty. But there is a difference to the depth of what is there. There is a difference. He is a multi-dimensional God. He is a multi-dimensional God. He is a God that cannot be limited to one experience. 
so this god is a multi dimensional god he 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 he's one but we experience him in different dimensions so i want you to remember three dimensions levels and degrees we won't touch that today but remember it's dimensions levels and degrees there are dimensions of experience there are levels of experience and there are degrees we experience him in but today we are not going to do that but i want to talk to you about something else today i want to talk to you about god one of the qualities of god is that he is only present please stay with me he one to to be god one of the qualities you must possess to be god is that you are omnipresent in other words you are present everywhere you are present everywhere there is no location that is beyond your reach that you are not present you are not confined to space and time human beings are confined to space and time animals confined to space and time uh, angels are confined to space and time devil is confined to space and time yes yes he cannot be everywhere you know the devil cannot be everywhere he cannot be everywhere he 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 does not have the capacity to be everywhere only one being can be at all places at all times present everywhere that's why he's here in my uh, my living room in this studio while i'm speaking to you he is with you in your room in bangalore he's with you in your room in chennai he's in your room in qatar he's in your room in delhi it doesn't matter where you are sitting he's while we he's in heaven he's also with some of the uh, some of your relatives that have passed on and the lord he is there while he is with them he is also on the throne ah this god is everywhere he is universally present he is omnipresent there he is not confined to space and time are you with me are you with me are you with me please it's very important very 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 important that's why the scripture says all of us know please all of us know that jesus christ died 2000 years ago right he died on the cross 2000 years ago yet the scripture says before the foundations of the earth was laid he was crucified how is that possible uh, but we know in time he died 2000 years ago but the scripture says before the foundations of the earth was laid he he was crucified uh, he is present everywhere he is present everywhere he is present everywhere but this omnipresence i want you to be with me now please please this omnipresence of god is not necessarily tangible the omnipresence of god is not a tangible experience it is not experiential we have the knowledge of it but we don't always experience it we have the knowledge of it we know it sometimes we we can even be aware of it we can experience the effects of it like how we experience gravity we don't see gravity but we feel the effects of gravity like the wind we don't see the wind but we feel the effects of the wind are you with me we don't see heat but we feel heat right so the only presence of god is ever present but not always tangibly felt or experienced 
but there is a dimension this is important when this only present god becomes tangible i, I want I, I'm, i'm taking you somewhere today if you catch this if you catch this you we, we are going to go somewhere tonight there is a dimension there is a way where this omnipresence of god breaks the threshold of time and space and becomes tangible becomes experiential yeah, it's like as though you can touch and hold and feel and speak and that is the manifest presence of god that is the manifest glory of god it is not just awareness i can touch and hold it i can grab it i can see it i can feel it i uh, it's experiential it's experiential it's experiential that's what happened when jesus walked on the earth the invisible god became visible and suddenly you can sit down and have coffee with this god <laughs> uh, you can walk with him on the shores of galilee you can have a conversation with him you can ask him questions you can share your doubts with him you can sit down oh dear god in order for you to make a mark in this generation in order for you to shape history you cannot be satisfied knowing that there is a god somewhere oh i know that god exists but he lives in his world and i live in my own i don't bother him he doesn't bother me no 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 in order for you to leave a mark on this generation you must become a carrier of that tangible manifest presence of Jesus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And child of God, that is available to you and me. That is possible to you and me. That is absolutely within the legal rights and boundaries of a child of God. So there is this dimension where God becomes manifest. God comes close to you. God is you become one with the fire and you when you shake hands and if you are truly full of the spirit if you are truly carrying this glory upon your life and you somebody comes to take a shake hands with you they're not shaking hands with you anymore they are shaking hands with the presence of god and somebody comes close to you they're not coming close to a human they're coming close to the manifest presence of god uh, Okay, let me go slow now. Let me go slow. Let me go slow. Okay. Just to make this a little more interesting, just to make this a little more interesting. Okay? Go with me to Exodus chapter 33. We have to show everything in scripture. You know, there will always be somebody. There will always be somebody who will say, "Ah, this is not in the Bible." I'll show it to you in the Bible. This is a ministry based on the word. I'll show it to you on the Bible. In the Bible, okay? Exodus chapter 33 verse 7 Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp far off from the camp and he called it the tent of meeting and everyone who sought the Lord would go out go out to the tent of meeting which was outside the camp whenever Moses went out to the tent all the people would rise up each would stand at his tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent When Moses entered the tent the pillar of the cloud would descend and stand at the entrance 
of the tent and the lord would speak to moses ah okay let's one more time okay one more time let's read that let's read that one more time when moses entered the tent the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance now wait a second we also know that there are times that moses went up the mountain and the cloud would cover the mountain and he would have conversations with god but we also know that when they crossed lord jesus help us when they crossed my god help us when they crossed over when they left egypt a pillar of cloud a pillar of fire and a cloud of glory followed them wherever they went isn't not true is it not true is it not true is it not true that there was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud of glory but you do not see the israelites approach that pillar of fire you do not see the israelites approach the cloud of glory you don't see god speaking to the commonwealth of israel through the pillar of fire or the cloud of glory but it was present with them i'm taking you somewhere i am taking you somewhere but there was a difference when moses carried the tent he went outside the camp pitched it there there would be a cloud yes it looked like the one that was there outside the camp the cloud would come but this cloud brought the voice of god this cloud brought the friendship of god this cloud brought the nearness of god he would go up the mountain and the cloud would come but this cloud had thunder this cloud had the voice of god this cloud had the shekinah glory of god this cloud had the law of god this cloud had the had the instructions for the nation of israel so child of god there is a difference there is a difference there is a difference there is a difference there is a cloud that comes to protect there's a cloud that comes to feed there is a cloud that comes to feed there is a cloud that comes to direct there is a cloud that comes to protect you from the egyptians that are following you there is a cloud that comes to protect you from demonic forces there is a cloud that comes to protect you from enemies and there is a cloud where the nearness of god comes there is a cloud where the friendship of god comes there is a different cloud where from that cloud god begins to speak that is the cloud that moses was after that is the cloud that moses was running after he was very well acquainted with the pillar of fire and the cloud but there was no friendship there was no nearness of god oh we're going somewhere today we are kalabresha baraba masi de ne mondrosata magle mondroshe metakase de de masa is it true that moses disobeyed <laughs> is it true that moses disobeyed and never entered the promised land is it true i <sighs> is it true that an entire generation of israelites disobeyed and complained and never entered the promised land is it true that they angered god 
and God called them a stiff-necked people and they never made it to the promised land. They never came out of the desert. They never completed the transition. And like Moses, and they were buried in the desert. They were buried in the wilderness. Is it true? But you never see while uh, but you never see God take away the pillar of fire. You never see God take away the cloud of glory. But it's a people that disobeyed. It's a people that didn't finish the race. It's a people that didn't enter the promised land. It's a people that disobeyed God. It's a people that were afraid. Moses himself disobeyed God. And yet you do not see that cloud of glory lifted. Yet you do not see the pillar of fire lifted. Why? Because that is God's faithfulness toward them. Even when they are not faithful. Even when they are not faithful, he is faithful. So as an extension of his mercy, as an extension of his faithfulness, he leaves, oh God help us. He leaves the pillar of fire there. He leaves the cloud of glory. Even when they disobeyed, did the heavenly food manna fall? Ah, did the quails, did the birds fall again every morning? Did God fail in his providence? No, he did not. He kept them. Why? He brought them out with a promise. And, and it is not in his nature to abandon people. It is not in his nature to abandon people. It is not in his nature to leave people. It is not the nature of God. So even when we mess up, he doesn't mess up. Ah, uh, dear God. So it is possible that you continue to experience the cloud of provision. It is possible that you continue to experience the cloud of protection. It is possible that you continue to experience the fire and the glory, but this fire and the glory is never moving out of this wilderness. It is never transitioning. Ay, 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 ay. God, help us. Help us. This is scary, child of God, because you, while experience the cloud, while experiencing the cloud, you can die in the wilderness. While experiencing the cloud, you can die in the wilderness. Why? Because there are clouds of His presence. There are dimensions of His presence. That is an extension of His mercy. That is an extension of His goodness. But you need to graduate to a place where you have the nearness of God where you are not just satisfied with the universal presence of God, but you, the only presence of God, but you want the manifest presence of God in your life, where you want the nearness of God. It's like my father in the Lord said, Prophet Chaijun, the senior prophet. I will never forget this. He's, one day he taught us, his nearness is our greatness. His nearness is our greatness. So it is the presence, we need the friendship of God. So is it possible to be sitting on the throne, to have the throne, to have the authority, to be called a king, and yet God has rejected you? Is it possible that you rule for 40 years, 
but the spirit of God has left you. Is it possible that God, God called Saul? Is it possible that God anointed Saul? Is it possible that God sent Saul and commissioned Saul and gave him the kingdom of Israel, made him the first king and gave him the kingdom, gave him a throne. Samuel publicly praised him. Oil was poured on his head. And yet within three years of him being king, God rejected him. But he continued to be king for 40 years. He was king for 40, but anointed only for three. And the strength of that oil was such that it was enough that he, ah, he was anointed for three, but king for 40. But the strength of the oil was so much that that oil was enough for 40 years. It carried him for 40 years. For 40 years, nobody could take the throne from him. Ah, God help, help us. So child of God. You need the nearness of God, the manifest presence of God, the friendship of God, the daily communion of the Holy Spirit. Not just provision, not just protection, not just uh, you know all these different things that God makes available to us, but the nearness of God, the friendship of God. May God give you grace. May God grant you favor and may God grant you the nearness of his presence. You will find, you will find a very common theme in the life of Joseph. You will see that when he was in the pit, there's a phrase and the Lord was with him. When he was in the prison, but the Lord was with him. When he was in the Potiphar's house, the Lord was with him. What is that? What is that? It was not just the only presence of God. It was the nearness of God. It was the manifest presence of God. It was that it was God approving a man by sending his presence upon him. There is no greater approval of a man of God than the presence of God. There is no greater approval than the nearness of God. There is no greater stamp of approval than the friendship of God. Child of God, there's a dimension that is greater than miracles. There's a dimension that is greater than the supernatural. That is the dimension of the friendship of God. That is the dimension of the nearness of where, where God comes near to you. Oh, the mighty Father comes close. May you be one in this generation to whom the Father comes close. Go with me to the book of Revelations, chapter 4. We've been here for a long time. Chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, as those standing open in heaven, so there are doors in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. 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 But wait a second. I just met with Jesus. 
I just experience heaven. The scripture says, if you go to Revelation chapter 1, this is what it says. Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches of Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands and in the midst of the lampstand one like the son of man clothed with a long rope and the golden sash around his chest and his hair of his head were white like white wool like snow his eyes were like a flame of fire this is apostle john in chapter 1 he has already encountered the voice of God. He is already in the spirit. He has already seen the, the Lord in his glorified state. He has seen him with eyes like fire and he's getting messages. He is getting information for the seven churches that he's giving leadership to. And yet in chapter 4, while in heaven, while in the spirit, after experiencing the Lord Jesus Christ, after seeing the glory of God, the same voice says, come up here. Come up here. How is that possible? Because this God is a God of dimensions. This God is a God of levels. This God is a God of multi-dimensional experiences. Just when you think you have experienced everything, there's a voice that says, come up here. Just when you think you have seen the fullness, he says, come up here. Just when you think your body cannot take it anymore, the, the Lord says, come up here. Just when you have think you have done everything, he says, come up here. So child of God, you cannot be satisfied with the level of experience you have. You cannot be satisfied with the level of awareness you have. You cannot be satisfied with the level of understanding you have. You must go deeper. You must go higher. You must go to greater heights and deeper depths. Because there is a danger. While seeing the cloud, you can die in the wilderness. While seeing the cloud, Ooh, I'm going to close with this, okay? Are you guys ready for this? Go to the book of... Go to Joshua. Go to Joshua. <laughs> go to Joshua, please. A lot of scriptures today. I hope you're with me. Holy Spirit, I love you so much. The book of Joshua. Are you guys enjoying this? If you are enjoying this, let me know. If you are learning something, let me know. I told you today is different. Today is different. Today is different. Now, all of you know, all of you know that when Joshua took the children of Israel into the promised land, when they crossed the Jordan, the cloud of glory and the pillar of fire ceased. It stopped. He says, no, you don't need the cloud anymore. <laughs> you don't need the cloud here anymore. You don't need the cloud. So I you don't you guys don't understand this because this people that he's taking in from the wilderness into the promised land, they were born in revival. 
they were children of the cloud they were born in the wilderness beholding the cloud beholding the fire beholding the glory they didn't come from egypt they were not children of the egypt they were children of the cloud they were children of revival they were born in revival <sighs> so they all they know is the cloud all they know is the pillar of fire all they know is the cloud of glory and yet they have entered into the promised land and that cloud lifts the cloud lifts <laughs> the pillar of fire lifts i'm like what i thought it'll be intense i thought it'll be more glorious i thought it's going to be explosive the cloud is now going to become something else i thought the cloud is going to grow instead of being in one location it's going to become ay 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 oh the cloud the the <laughs> okay 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 i'm i'm taking you somewhere now i'm taking you somewhere i'm taking you somewhere joshua chapter 5 Joshua chapter 5 verse 13 and when jo- and Joshua when Joshua was by Jericho he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand L- listen to this and looked and behold a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him are you for us or for our adversaries and he said no i am the commander of the army of the lord no but i am the commander of the army of the lord now i have come joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him and said to him what does my lord say to his servant and the commander of the lord's army said to joshua take off your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy i can you remember where these words were said before it was said to his spiritual father about 40 years ago when moses encountered the burning bush now moses is not meeting the burning bush he is not in the wilderness ay 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 he is not in the wilderness he has not on top of a mountain he is not with the sheep he is not about to go into egypt he is not about to lead a million people out of egypt but it is the same god but this god has now not come down as the burning bush but this god has now come down as the commander of the armies of god he is the general he is the chief of the armies of god and he is come down and the minute he speaks it joshua understands he is in the presence of god almighty and he bows down and he begins to worship and god says take off your sandals for the ground you are standing is holy moses listen to me carefully moses moses required a burning bush moses required that nature of an encounter because he was a shepherd of people he was going to bring people out of egypt he was he was going to bring deliverance but this man is now come in and he's going to lead the people out of wilderness 
into the promised land and the dimension of his experience is different same god same god same god now the question is what happened to the cloud of glory the question is what happened to the pillar of fire it nothing it it's still with them but in a different dimension how now that big humongous cloud of glory became the presence of god on the ark of the covenant which was kept in the most holy place what was so visible so loud so evident now became the glory of god contained in the holy most holy place in the tabernacle ah, we thank god we thank god now the disciples could not understand the statement he said they're going to crucify me i'm going to die and i'm going to be resurrected what could be better than jesus in the flesh <laughs> what could be better than jesus in the flesh it's the best experience right it's the best experience you have the son of god breaking bread with you what could be better than that you can walk with him you can talk with him he's physically present with you he lives next door <laughs> ah dear god sometimes he'll come home come over to your house and he'll have fish with you he'll have food with you he'll have cup of tea with you what could be better than that and yet this jesus said it is better i go it is better i go because if i go i will send the spirit of truth i will send the spirit of the father i will send the holy ghost i will send the comforter and he will lead you into all truth it it's you, do you see do you see this do you see this do you see this they had the physical cloud of glory they had the physical pillar of fire which was visible to the eye if you walk close enough you'll feel the warmth of it and that pillar of cloud and glory transformed itself and sat on the ark of the covenant which was kept in the most holy place which was invisible for 99.99% of the people yeah they couldn't see the ark of the covenant they couldn't see the fire they couldn't see the glory because they were all hidden 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 oh help us lord all they could see is the tabernacle from the outside that's all they could see but the ark of the covenant the presence of god was hidden in the most holy place even if they peek and look they still couldn't see it and that's the same thing that happened that jesus the physical jesus was with them and that jesus says it's better i go because if i go i will send the spirit i will send the holy ghost but this is not a visible this is not the 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 the, the jesus that you keep this is the invisible jesus but he is going to stay in the most intimate parts of you he will reside in your spirit a dimension that is greater than your flesh where you can see and feel and hear this is not just jesus being manifesting or this is just not the manifest presence of god but this is god dwelling in you you have now become the tabernacle of god and in your innermost beings the spirit of god dwells oh man i i wish we had more time i wish we had more time so i wish we had more time
So now, my God help us. So now when Jesus left, when Jesus left, his spirit has come into a part that even Jesus in his physical body could not access. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love this definition. I don't remember who said it, but I loved it. I loved it. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. It is the spirit of God without the boundaries of a flesh. The spirit of God without the boundaries of a body. This year as a prophet sent to you. I know what I'm about to do now. As a man of God sent to you, as a prophet sent to you. And if you are connected to us, this year I open the door to dimensions of spiritual experience in the Holy Ghost that you did not even know existed by the decree of this word by the declaration of the word of god i lift the veil i lift multiple dimensions of experiencing god in your life get up from this present level arise child of god and walk into your inheritance your eyes shall no longer be blind your ears shall no longer be deaf your spirit shall no longer be dormant you will not dwell in this plane anymore you will not dwell in this dimension anymore i call to you come up here there is more that god has for you there is more that god has kept for you in the mighty name of jesus let every spiritual grace let every spiritual blessing that is required for you to succeed in this year that is required for you to walk into your destiny there let it be opened in the mighty name of jesus let it be open tonight in the name of Jesus let your dreams be unlocked let your visions be unlocked let your spirit man become aware of the nearness of God you don't know what has just happened you don't know what has just happened the realms of the spirit of God are opened to you the nearness of God is coming to you tonight oh, may you see with the eyes of the prophet May you see with the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you see with the eyes of the Spirit of God. You shall not remain dormant. So, you must, you must, you must, you must discern and become aware of the Spirit of God that's dwelling inside of you. You must. There is no two ways about it. There is no two ways about it. You must become aware of him. And you, the more you are sensitive to him, the more you grow in his awareness. The more you seek his favor, the more you know his way. The more you know his way, the more favor you get and the more you know him. Child of God, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you I bless you I bless you if you are a spiritual person 
you know what has happened right now if you are a spiritual person you know what has happened there there was an impartation of grace this evening you didn't come for it you didn't prepare for it but it has happened it has happened it has happened okay receive this word receive this word you will conquer the spirits of your land the spirits of the land that you dwell in shall be subject to you may the lord elevate you in such a capacity that the spirits of the land the ruling spirits of the land will be in subjection to you. they will have to take permission from you for, for 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 them to move around may god give you grace may you become a ruling authority under the kingdom of god in your land receive this grace receive this grace you shall not be conquered by the spirits of the land but you shall conquer them may the spirit of god in you rule over territories may the spirit of god in you rule over territories we thank god we thank god we thank god oh may the lord jesus release grace today child of god i commit you to the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ may the sweet fellowship of god be with you may the friendship of god be your portion may the nearness of god be your portion in life may god bless you i leave you in the beautiful and the safe hands of jesus christ god bless thank you for tuning in to this episode please consider sharing it and for more information log on to harirao.com